Are you ready for the word of God? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Last week we had an awesome Holy Spirit outbreak. Praise the Lord he does that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord that his Holy Spirit is made manifest. That we're able to see the Holy Spirit move. Be able to hear his voice. Hallelujah. Um, so I'm going to uh, I'm going to try again to preach tonight. But praise the Lord if the Holy Spirit preaches let him preach. Uh, he is here with us. We can sense his presence. Praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit. Um, what an awesome time of, of worship. I pray that you have come tonight um, on Wednesday like I, uh, like the Lord was having me sing there for a second. Uh, that you came tonight by intention and not by some routine. I think it's good to come uh, with intention. And let me tell you something. Even if you think you came by routine, the Lord still has a plan for you because you're here tonight. Okay? So praise the Lord for His Word, and His Word is going to do what it's supposed to do. Amen? I want you to turn with me uh, to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse, uh, we're going to start in verse 11. Romans chapter 8, we're going to start in verse 11. We've been uh, in this season of bold. Uh, we have talked about bold um, coffee, which was awesome. Um, I don't know if anybody else on Monday morning, uh, Pastor, that sermon was just in my mind as soon as I hit the Keurig. I was like, let's, let's put some more grounds in there. Let's make it a little bolder. Let's make it a little bolder. But, uh, but praise the Lord for that. Um, man, but I, I, Pastor, you got to me when you did that big whiff on Sunday morning when you just could smell that coffee. I was like, oh, man. But but let me tell you something, something too, when he did that with something, the, the word of the Lord just came to me and said, let me tell you, when you have that boldness of the Holy Spirit in you, it is just like a big whiff that people get, that they can sense it, that they know that it's not the flesh, they can just sense there's something bold in you. So tonight we're going to continue with that boldness and we're going to talk about how we are needing to walk in the Spirit. If you want to be bold, if you want to have spiritual boldness, that is walking in the Holy Spirit, period. If you want to have spiritual boldness, that is walking in the Holy Spirit. So we're going to read this scripture tonight in Romans chapter 8. We're going to start in verse 11. We'll go down uh, to verse 15. And the scripture says this, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, can somebody praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah for his word. Hallelujah. 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 Church, there is so much wrapped up into that scripture. We can preach a series on that. I love how it starts and it says, listen, the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in you. 
So let me, just, let me just get into my preacher mode already a little bit. And let me tell you, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. The same spirit that raises the dead is in you. The same spirit that heals. The same spirit that encourages. The same spirit that raises people up is in you. Praise God. That same spirit, same power is in us. Praise the Lord. Given to us by the Holy Spirit. That is the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same spirit living in us and we are not of the flesh. And we are to live by the things of the spirit and put to death the things of the flesh. He goes on to say about how uh, those that he, you know, these are called sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear let me tell you, there's a word again in there. Let me tell you, we're all were once in bondage to fear. So you were not in the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of, uh, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Pastor, I think you told me this a while back, but I think it's so good. It's that um, that that right there is like such a foundation of our faith because. We are the only ones in the world that can say, Abba, Father. There's a lot of religions out there that will, that will somehow have this higher being in their mind. But I have, given, I have been given the spirit of adoption to where I cry out, Abba, Father. I cry out to my heavenly father, my heavenly daddy, the one who takes care of me, the one who is my provider and healer. He is my Abba Father. There is a lot right there to praise the Lord for. He's given us, he's given us his Holy Spirit, and we have not received the spirit of fear, but spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If we want to be spiritually bold, we need to be putting to death the things of the flesh and walking in the ways of the Spirit. If you want to be, if you want to be bold, you need to be walking in the ways of the Spirit. I had this, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't get anything ready for this illustration, Pastor, but uh, uh, there's something that I've been, I've been sending out a lot of emails lately at work. And uh, we've been working on all kinds of different projects and things. But um, something that I've noticed about, like, being those bold words, if I have, like, a really long email, if i got a lot of words going on, there will be select words in there that if I really want somebody to get something, I'll highlight that word, and then there's a button that I press. It's called the bold button. It's called the bold button. And you, can, and you can look on that email or you can look in that book or you can look on whatever, the, all those words on that page. But what your eyes are drawn to are the words that are in bold. Church, let me start the sermon off tonight by saying that we need the boldness of the Holy Spirit. If we, we, if we preach or we minister or we witness, let me tell you, one word of the boldness that comes from the Holy Spirit is more powerful than a whole encyclopedia of words without Him. So let us be bold 
walking in his spirit. If you want to be bold walking in the spirit, the scripture is talking about how we need to be putting to death the things of the flesh and be walking in, in, in the ways of the spirit. If we want to do that, church, let me tell you, and this is... This is just plain and simple. This is going to be, you know, uh, simple yet profound. It's all about, like, just spiritual obedience to the Lord. It really is. Just spiritual obedience. Spiritual obedience. If you have a child that you tell them something to do and they don't do it, what do you call that? Disobedience. If you, if you have a child and you tell them not to do something and they do it, what do they call that? Disobedience. Church, we are... We are we cry out, Abba, Father. We are the sons of God. I mean, walking in the Spirit, all it is is just spiritual obedience. But even as just as, as kids and things, how we, uh, you know, kind of try to go around and try to poke and pry at our moms and dads, sometimes we as Christians can uh, try to poke and pry at our Abba, Father, when we shouldn't be. I can remember when, uh, when I was a boy, some of you guys might have had, like, the, the list of chores and that sort of thing. My mama was very smart. She uh, she would have a whole list for me. You know, I'm talking pages. <laughs> you know, she'd try to get me ready. But she had a, I can remember she had a, a laminated uh, list for me. And it was something, <laughs> yeah, this is, I think you, you laughing, but that way, you know, she could, she could reuse it. And uh, she had a little marker for me, and there were things down through there. There was, and I had, I, and she wanted me to check them off every day and praise the Lord for our mamas that give us chores to do. Um, and I was going down through that list, and there were things like, uh, uh, you know, uh, make your bed, check mark, do that one. Okay, uh, take out the trash, check mark, do that one. And then there would be some like that says not to do. It'd be like, don't pull out something that you're not going to play with. Okay, check mark. <laughs> I don't know if you guys did that a lot, but you got these kids will just bring out a bunch of toys and not play with it. So there was that one on there that said, don't bring out this toy. Don't bring out toys that you're not going to play with. There was a, just a whole kind of a, a list of like, a, of like do's and don'ts, okay? But let me, let me tell you something. Even as a little boy, I kind of realized this, is that if I, if I went through that whole list and I did all the things that mom told me to do, really, by the end of the day, that's the whole day, and I didn't have to worry about the things she said not to do so 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 let me tell you church in walking in the ways of the spirit it's really God there there are these things that we are to do when God calls us to do something and there are some things that God tells us not to do but let me tell you this if you are focused a lot much more on what he says to do you really don't have to pay a whole lot of attention to the things he says not to do because you're too busy on on walking in the ways of the spirit Galatians 5.16 actually says it like this. He says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if we we walk in the Spirit, we're not going to walk in the ways and fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if I focus on what God tells me to do, and if I focus on his plan and purpose for my life, then let me tell you, I don't have to worry about, you know, getting caught up in sin because I'm focusing on his work. I'm focusing on advancing his kingdom. I think we get in trouble, we get in trouble when you get in those situations that God told you to do something, and then you're not doing it. Let me tell you, that's when temptation really hits you hard. You look at the, the story of David and Bathsheba. That story, David was back home. Let me tell you something. He was, he was not doing something that he was supposed to do. He was the king. They were out to war. He should have been out there out to war. And so he set himself up 
by not doing something that he should have been doing. And so then it gave rise to temptation while he was back and he, was, he looked on Bathsheba on the rooftop. And that's what led to that sin. So let me tell you something. If God tells you to do something, go and do it. As simple as that is, but that is so profound, that is spiritual boldness, spiritual obedience. If God tells you to do something, do it. Church, how simple that can be, but boy, I'm telling you, sometimes it can be tough, can't it? Sometimes simple can be tough, but it's still simple. Sometimes God will just kind of whisper in your ear and, and, to, and tell you, hey, go, go talk to this person. Go pray for this person. I hear about stories that, you know, people just pull off the, the side of the road and said, God told me to talk to you. And, and I love that. Something that I've been doing here lately, and I, I don't want to, I'm not going to give a lot of specifics, but I've been running through Point Pleasant. And uh, <laughs> I've been running through. Now, these little legs, they don't run very long, but they run some. <laughs> But I'm running through Point Pleasant, and the Lord's just telling me, everybody that you go by, stop and ask them if, you'd like, if they'd like prayer. And let me tell you, that is just leading to all kinds of doors being opened. I'm not kidding you, church. I was in, and this is, I'm getting personal, okay? I was in the gym one night. The Lord, I, I didn't want to go, okay? But for some reason, the Lord told you, and he tells you all kinds of things. I was in the gym at 10 p.m. on a Friday night. Who in the world's going to be there? But the Lord, the Lord told me to pray for this young man at the gym. That young man received salvation at 10 p.m. on a Friday night in a gym. You can't tell me that God did not want me there. God told me to be there that night. He wanted me, and he wanted me to go talk to that young man. There's all those little things like that that God just will speak to your heart. Do them. Do it. Be bold. Be bold. Listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. I like what... um, uh, Stephen Furtick, he had a uh, he had an illustration, so I got to give him some credit. I didn't come up with this, but he had an illustration. If you ever get like a a text on your phone, and it's from a contact that maybe you don't uh, you don't have saved in your phone, but it'll come up sometimes, and it'll say like maybe Jim Bob or maybe Mark or maybe who. It's sometimes like that whenever we hear like that voice trying to tell us something and we're almost like maybe it's God like is it is it God is that is that you is that you telling me that like and and guys let's be real like we have that happen to us where something is in in our heart and we're and we ask that question God is that you is that maybe so it's like we get a text message or something that says maybe God on it so let me get practical with you because I want us to be a church. I want us to be a church who walks in the Spirit, is sensitive to His Spirit, hears His voice, and listens to His voice. So let's be practical. When you hear that voice, you, when you get something into your mind, or get something into your, into your heart, first practical thing, make sure that it's biblical. That's the first thing. Make sure it's biblical. God is never going to come up and tell you to steal something. God is never going to come up to you and just tell you to put somebody down. All right? He's not going to tell you somebody to bash somebody on the head. That's not the Lord. So first off, let's be practical and have some, I don't want to say common sense because there are no common sense anymore. Amen? Um, but but let, us be, let, us, let us have some spiritual sense on this and make sure that it's biblical. 
In Thessalonians, I believe it's chapter 5, it talks about to test all things and to hold fast that which is good. Test all things and hold fast that which is good. So first thing, if you ever you know, hear something or, or you think God is, is, is calling you some way or, or you're trying to figure out, is this the Lord? First thing, just make sure that it's biblical. Make sure that it's biblical. Don't let the enemy try to tease you because let me tell you something. The enemy will try to twist God's word. He will try to make it you know, sound like a little bit of truth. One of the best lies has a little bit of truth in it. And he'll try to get you off the path. So first, make sure that whatever you're hearing is biblical. It is true. That's the first practical thing to do. Now we're gonna. Now I kind of want to step into kind of a spiritual sense because uh, Jesus said this uh, in John uh, ten twenty seven, and this is a, a familiar scripture. You guys are gonna know it. He says, "My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me." When it comes to following the Holy Spirit. You will know the voice of the Lord. He says that my sheep will know me. That, that, that shepherd who talks to his sheep, that knows his sheep, when he speaks, the sheep know him they, and the shepherd know them. So it's like, it's like I, know, I know his voice. Now let me tell you something, church. If you want to know the voice of the shepherd, you're going to have to spend time with him. You're going to have to know his voice. Pastor, I told you that I was going to preach on this at some point, um, but uh, I had this, yeah, this was something, this was a word uh, that me and Pastor were just talking in the house when we had uh, them, uh, Pastor and Leah over for dinner, um, but uh, there was something that, uh, you know, that God kind of gave me that word that day. Back in the, back in the day, back in the old days of the high school, high school wrestling days, I can remember, um, I can remember we would go into some of these places that, you know, or big arenas, or sometimes the hardest ones was actually the small concrete buildings, um, and you just had a bunch of people packed in there like sardines for this wrestling match, and you had dads and coaches, raw, come on, son, get them, get them, get them, get them. But I tell you what, I would be in the middle of a wrestling match, and I'd be out there in the in the center of the of the circle wrestling, going uh, going at it, and I could hear. My coach talk even in the midst of all of all of the craziness going on, and I and I I truly believe because it was something odd. It was like I could just hear. I could, I know there was a roar going on, um, but it was something about it that I was in the middle of those matches, and whatever my coach has said for some reason, like his voice just like really stood out. And I'm I'm not saying that my coach had a real real low voice or a real high voice or something like that he just he had an average voice but it was something to it and um and I really think that we we basically we practice you know every day and my coach would be in practice and he would coach us just the same way if we were out in the middle of the match and he'd sit there and he'd tell us you know moves to do and we'd get used to what he was going to say or he'd make decisions on the fly and 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 it's something like his voice just got like ingrained in me and so then even in the midst of some arenas that might have eight or 10,000 people in it and you had other matches going on and you had coaches yelling and you had uh, you know the fans and stuff dads yelling in the in the crowd and whatnot but for some reason I could still hear my coach's voice on everything that he said church let me tell you that's the same way there's a lot of noise going on but when you spend time with the Lord you will know his voice you will know his voice 
even in the midst of a bunch of noise, and let me tell you, there's a lot of noise going on. You scroll on Facebook for two seconds, there's a lot of noise going on. But listen to the voice. When the prophet heard the still small voice, there was a wind that came through and broke the mountains. There was an earthquake. There was a fire, but the, but the Lord was not in that. He was in the still small voice. So you want to know something? Despite all that noise, because you know there was wind, there was an earthquake, there was fire, there was a lot of noise, the prophet did not listen to the noise. He listened to the still, small voice. Don't listen to the noise. Listen to the voice. Listen to the voice of the Lord. That his sheep is going to know his voice. So as you spend time with the Lord and you meditate on his word, you know his voice. And there will be days where it's just like, wow, there's a lot of noise going on, God. But I can hear what you're telling me. I can hear what you're saying to go talk to that person. I hear what you're saying when you say, pray, pray this. I hear what you're saying when you're wanting me to worship you. I hear your voice, Father. I know your voice. And we want to be we want to be sensitive to his spirit. We say we say that before we want to be sensitive to his spirit, sensitive to the spirit. Let our hearts be almost like a sponge to where everything that the voice of the Lord says it just soaks it up. Well, let me give you a heed of warning. The more that you the more that you reject or don't go down that way that the Lord says to go, then instead of your heart being like a sponge and being sensitive to the Spirit, it's almost like you become desensitized. Amen. Now, I'm not saying, you know, the Word of the Lord can break even the hardest of hearts and praise the Lord for that breaking. Sometimes we just got to break down and say, Lord, break me apart. Break me apart. Break the kingdom that I've built up. Break it down and start over. Heal me, Lord. Make me whole again. But I want to be sensitive to His Spirit. I want to be sensitive so when He tells me to do something that I'm going to go and do it, I'm not going to block that out to where my heart gets hard every, every, every time. I think when you set in, even guys, when, even when it gets practical, when you set into a church service and you set in over and over again when God told you to come forward and, and to be prayed for, every time that you don't come when God tells you to come, I think it gets harder and harder because our hearts almost get, they get harder and harder for us to come up and to be prayed for. So if God ever tells you, even in church, to come up and be prayed for, you come and you get prayed for. Let our hearts not be hard. Let, us, let our hearts not be desensitized, but let us be sensitive to his Holy Spirit. That our minds be focused on the things above, not of the things of the flesh. It's a transformation of our mind. But church, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it, um, if you want to have any effective ministry at all, you're going to need the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you're just some motivational speaker. Otherwise, you're just a, 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 a singer or, you know, you're just all... No. 
You are a Holy Spirit-filled Christian bought with the blood of Jesus Christ, and you need the Holy Spirit to teach you, to minister to you, to equip you, to get you ready for that ministry. Jesus said in John 14, he said, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Church, we need the Holy Spirit. He is our Helper. He is our Teacher. I can think, I can think of times where maybe I've, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard them before, never, uh, at least never read them, but yet the Holy Spirit will teach you something. If you're in tune with him and walking in his spirit, there are times where he will teach you, that he'll equip you, that he'll help you. Or maybe it's those times where you're not quite sure what to say to that person, you're not quite sure what to pray here. Holy Spirit will help you and give you the words to say. He is the teacher. He is the helper. He is the comforter. When you need peace. We need the Holy Spirit if we want to be effective with our ministry. Let me tell you, on the day of Pentecost, when, when the Holy Spirit broke out, let me tell you, those guys up there, when they were uh, speaking in tongues and everybody understood in their own language, let me tell you, those guys did not take some 12-week Rosetta Stone plan to speak all those different languages. No, there was the Holy Spirit who was their teacher teaching them how to speak the gospel, and that's how 3,000 souls came to the Lord that day. He is our teacher. So you may not think that you are qualified or you may not think that you have the words to say, but let the Holy Spirit teach you and get a hold of you and he will equip you. He will equip you. Church, we need the Holy Spirit. We need to be bold. We need to be bold. There's a word in there's a word in this scripture that uh, I wanted to read. This last scripture, um, but it's a word that a lot of times we just kind of we just kind of overlook because we're kind of getting to the meat, I guess you'd say, of the scripture. But there's a word here that I want us to see, and it's in First Corinthians chapter twelve. Verse 7 through 11, this is where um, the word talks about the uh, different spiritual gifts. But in verse 7 it says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. And it goes on to list, you know, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. And it goes on to list all the different spiritual gifts. But that word there, it says, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given. Manifestation, church. The Holy Spirit is in you, and it needs to be made manifest. Don't let, don't let something like that be hidden from those around you. The Spirit of God has given you so many gifts and blessings and given you a word, given you a testimony. Let that be made manifest in your life. Don't hide that out. Walk in the way in the Lord. Let his ways be made manifest in your life. 
Church, we've been getting a glimpse of that, a glimpse of that in these past services. Praise the Lord when His Spirit is made manifest, that we can see the gifts going on, that we can see healings, that we can see tongues and interpretation, that we can see the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the edification. Praise the Lord that we can see the Spirit being made manifest. But I believe that we're just getting a glimpse of what the Holy Spirit can do with someone whenever they are just on fire and walking in step with Him. Tonight I didn't have... I didn't have a, a, a deep word that I wanted you to, you know, I wasn't going to end with any sort of altar call or invitation. But I wanted that word to be almost like a, just be taught tonight. Because while it is a simple word, it is a profound one. That church, I know that in the next seasons to come, in the season we are in right now, the Holy Spirit is moving. The Holy Spirit is making himself manifest to those that allow him to be made manifest in their life. And so my prayer is that everyone in our church, everyone in our church would just be on the things of the Spirit rather than the things of the flesh and the things of this world. That's a simple, but what a profound thing. I want to pray over you right now. Um, I don't have any sort of song to play. We're just going to pray right now. We're just going to pray. And I want us to just keep that commitment, meditate on his word, meditate on who he is, and just say, God, this life is yours. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word tonight. And God, I thank you for your voice. I thank you for your spirit, Father, who speaks to us and lets us know what we need to do and what we don't need to do. Lord, I pray that us as a church, we would be sensitive to your spirit. God, that we would hear your voice and we would listen to it. God, there are so many gifts and blessings in this room that are poured out on your people. But Lord, my prayer is that each one of us focus ourselves not on the things of this world, the things, God, that are dead and temporary, but yet we focus on your ways and your spirit and the things above. Open up our spiritual eyes, Father, so that those people around us, that we understand who we need to go talk to, that who needs to see the truth, Lord, and we as a people would be bold. We would be bold enough to step out. To not be hidden away. To not be shut out from the world. But yet to show them the light. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be made manifest in each one of our lives and in this church. God, that your gifts would be made known, your gifts of tongues, your gifts of prophecy, your gifts of word of knowledge, the word of truth, God, the word of wisdom, Lord, that we would see your spirit made manifest in this house and in each one of our lives, at our schools, at our job, in our community, Father. Lord, let the people outside of your kingdom 
look at us and not see our flesh, but let them look at us and see your Holy Spirit. Let us love them. Let us send out that forgiveness and mercy that you have shown on us, that kindness, Father. Lord, we ask this in your holy, precious name.